We're so glad that we can worship together as the Erie United Methodist Church on this Palm Sunday. I am Pastor Katie. Our gospel reading today comes from the book of Matthew, the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to, to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be precious in your hearing this day. Amen. So at first reading of the story of the triumphal entry this year, I admit to having a very different reaction than I'd ever had before, proof that I am already indoctrinated into our current reality. All I could think was, why are all of these people standing in a crowd? Why are they as close together as I have always imagined them being? Just why on earth would they ever do that? Clearly, I have COVID-19 on the brain. But I still think it's important for us to revisit this story at the start of this important and what we call Passion or Holy Week. While we are yet separated by distance, while we aren't gathering in crowds right now, it's still important for us to do this. Because this is the week that changes everything, whether we can be together when we mark this week or not, we should still take the time to note the goings-on of the week and reflect on their importance in how we know Jesus and what he's done and the fact that that changes our lives. And in fact, how that makes what we're going through right now seem possible. We've had this season of Lent take a turn on us that made that meme that's gone around Facebook that was originally a tweet. Honestly, hadn't planned on giving up quite this much for Lent. Feel oh so real. And this text makes the turn toward the cross start to feel quite real today. We know what happens at the end of this parade. We know where this story goes. And we know that life mixes the joy and the pain in very real ways. People have still had their birthdays while we've been sheltered in place. Couples have still had their anniversaries while we've been sheltered in place. 
We very much know a world where the joys and difficulties of life are so close that they can touch. And so here we are on this particular Palm Sunday. And as always, every time we read scripture, there's something different that sticks out to us. So in addition to me not wanting the crowd to be so very close this year, I was caught by what the crowd was saying. So would you revisit that with me for a moment? The crowd is shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. It's helpful in these moments to remember that Hosanna is an exclamation of praise that literally means save or help, I pray. Save or help, I pray. So this begs the question, what were the crowds asking to be saved from? Well, they wanted to be saved from Roman rule. They wanted to be able to worship in the way that they understood without the fear of the Roman guards standing watch, making sure that they weren't stepping out of line. They wanted to, quite frankly, not pay that Roman tax because it wasn't being collected fairly. They were being forced to overpay. They wanted, quite simply, to be left alone, to live the life that they desired, worshiping the God who created them and who taught them the rhythms of life. But life wasn't like that. So they were desperate, desperate for a Messiah to come and overthrow the government so that they could do as they were taught by their faith. Now, for some, that wasn't happening fast enough. For others, they didn't know what to think. They were just confused. And still others truly thought that Jesus was there in Jerusalem to do just that, to make a violent overthrow of the Roman rulers and make it be so that the Jewish religious leaders could be in charge. So on this day that we have taken to calling Palm Sunday, even though our Matthew text just references branches, not specifically palm branches. John, John is the only gospel that tells us they are palm branches. Trivia night factoid, anyone? We often sing Hosanna as well. We use this word Hosanna today and rarely any other day. So if we're a part of that crowd that gathers to cheer Jesus on on this triumphal entry, And we've always been a part of the distantly gathered crowd in the ancient goings-on. What would we be asking Jesus to save us from? Would we ask Jesus to save us from COVID-19? Would we ask Jesus to save us from loneliness? Would we ask Jesus to save us from a community who forgets one another? Or from a world where, in the midst of a global pandemic, we begin to think it's okay to ramp up racist acts and berate people of Asian heritage? Would we ask Jesus to save us from a world where the economy becomes more important than people? Would we ask Jesus to save us us from a world where we think whatever it is that we have to do is more important than the health and well-being of anyone else in our community? On this Palm Sunday, we have an opportunity to get honest with Jesus about just what we truly need in our world. How often do we put our own priorities over the actual needs of others? 
How often have we sat back in in the crowd and let others support whoever it was that passed by without any second thought of standing up for the priorities of loving Christ and loving our neighbor? How often have we let someone else set those priorities even when we've shouted, Hosanna to the son of David, Jesus, save us, we pray. As we spend time alone or with those closest to us, who, when we're real honest, can get on our last nerve, we have the chance to think about just what is important. Whose priorities matter, mine or Jesus's? On this Palm Sunday, when we can't be in a crowd, when we miss the children parading around the sanctuary, waving their branches, is it the pomp and circumstance we miss? Or is it the people? Is it the community that we have when we're together? I'm going to encourage you this week to spend some time calling your friends and relatives and letting the conversation go deep for a little bit. Don't just ask the superficial things like, what did you do today? But ask, what is your deepest desire right now? When you think about Jesus' final week on earth, what feelings come up for you? Are you grateful? Are you ashamed? Which of the disciples do you connect with in the story? Read together or agree to read and then come back and talk about, either with your family or your friends, who, whoever is the best fit for you, the stories from Matthew 21 through 27, and then ask each other, where do you find yourself in the story from Jesus' final week on earth? Talk about it, read it, and then discuss it with one another. What do you hear differently this year because of our shelter-in-place situation? What do you, with the crowd gathered to celebrate Jesus, want to be saved from? Do you trust the Christ, the Messiah, to hear your prayers and comfort you in your need? Our prayers might not get answered on our timetable or in exactly the way that we would choose. But I trust the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the one who caused, who caused all of Jerusalem to be in turmoil. I trust that he will, in fact, hear our prayers and will hold us in our time of need. Hosanna to the Son of David. Save us, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we move into our time of prayer, I invite you to be in an attitude of prayer as we pray our prayer of confession. Holy God, we have blamed you when the hosannas die and the parade turns into a mob scene. We heap our doubts on you even though our inaction adds power to those who shout, Crucify! We rebel against the risks of discipleship. Why raise our voices against the evil we see? One voice simply becomes one more victim. 
Oh God, we protest, but we know down deep that the victim of our silence is the way of love, the way of life. Heed all we share with you now during this time of silent confession. Forgive our cowardice and help us to stand with Christ in a world that has forgotten humility and obedience to you. Oh God, we want to be faithful. Why does it cost so much? Amen. God does not forsake us. In times of terror and suffering, we are not alone. In Christ, we are strengthened as we watch and pray. We receive courage to love in the face of ridicule and to act for truth amid the oppressive forces of deceit. Love is at the heart of creation, bringing us to new beginnings, to resurrection life in all its fullness. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. And we continue in a spirit of prayer. Almighty King, we celebrate with you today as we recognize and honor this triumphant entry into Jerusalem. But we also know that this week takes a rough turn. We know that the party of today turns quickly to betrayal and tribulation at the end of the week. We know this story, and yet we still wonder how it all changes so quickly. So we turn to you, grateful that you have kept your promises and you stand with us no matter our circumstances. You comfort those who mourn. You give hope to those who feel like they have none. You bring healing to the sick. You send community to the lonely. Help us to find ways to reach out and serve our neighbor, to stay connected in this time of physical distancing. Help us to build relationships that teach others about and demonstrate your love for the world during this season of separation. We pray for Pastor Tiffany, Pastor Joey, and their family during this time as well. It is such a strange season of life to be in a transition, preparing to leave one place and to go to the next while the world feels like it is in so much upheaval. Help us in Erie and Prophetstown to be excited for their arrival, be with the churches that they are leaving, and prepare them to welcome their new pastors. We also pray for the Antioch Church as they prepare to help their pastor retire and welcome Pastor Katie into their midst. Lord, we are grateful that during this time we can continue to pray together the prayer that you taught all of us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And as I usually do during this time, I do invite you to continue to send your offerings in response to a God who has been abundantly generous with us. You can mail your offerings to the church, to P.O. Box 616 here in Erie, or you can set up um, an electronic bill pay through your, through your bank's electronic giving that way as well. We do invite you to continue to, to be generous during this season. And now may we go forth on this Palm Sunday as beloved children of God who do celebrate Jesus' triumphal entry and all that comes with it this week. Go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Amen.